We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sunday night football, bit of a stinker. Is Mitchell Trubisky's time done with the Bears? They look like a team that sure could use the services of Colin Kaepernick. Home and home radio.com sports original. We are brought to you by Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. Check out Zip Recruiter. There's the address for those of you watching on the radio.com app. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. Hoping to track down Ian Williams, former 49ers defensive tackle who played with Colin Kaepernick about his future. Is it with the NFL or is it as a martyr? How about the Vikings come back against the Broncos? The Niners come back against the Cardinals. Let's start, though, with Sunday Night Football. And by the way, I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut. Ross Tucker is home in Pennsylvania. Sunday Night Football, not worth staying up late for. Ugly on both sides of the football, in particular at the quarterback position. Rams do win the game 17-7. Jared Goff, a career-low 11 completions on 18 attempts. Hello, Todd Gurley. Why you been hiding him? Season high, 25 carries, 133 scrimmage yards, and a touchdown. Looks like that is the format moving forward for the Rams, who can't do much without two of their top three wide receivers yesterday. Um, But the story coming out of it is once again about Mitchell Trubisky, ineffective, And then he's benched late in this game for what Matt Nagy said was a hip injury, one that he apparently suffered in the second quarter. Is he done in Chicago? Is he the starter next week, Ross? I think he's probably not the starter next week. My guess is that they'll use this hip injury as an excuse to be able to see what Chase Daniel can do. Now, I do know... Daniel got a chance to start a game earlier in the year. He got some time. I I think that there's a very real possibility that the Bears want to give Chase Daniel extended time, maybe, to see how much different the offense looks with him, how much of the issues really are Trubisky, and how much of the issues are everybody around Trubisky. He wasn't good last night. He's not the long-term answer. I didn't think he was horrible, though. Uh, And it felt weird because Trubisky's playing, playing, playing. All of a sudden, he's benched. All of a sudden, we hear he's got the hip injury. Now, I have seen some people show some video of the second quarter when he got hit in his hip, and maybe it was bothering him a little bit. Certainly seems like a pretty convenient excuse at that point. Uh, to say it's his hip and maybe they're trying to protect him as a young player, as a franchise quarterback. But I think we're kind of past that. You know, I mean, for guys like Trubisky or a very different situation, but Carson Wentz as a fourth year player, you you get to your third, fourth year. I I don't really look at you as a young player much anymore. I mean, I, I look at you as a guy that should be in the prime 
of your career. And what's scary is that really both teams last night were really protecting their quarterbacks. I mean, you see a couple of head coaches who are also offensive coordinator play callers that it's pretty clear, Dave, they they just don't have a lot of faith or trust in their quarterbacks right now. Part of it maybe is the offensive line. And for the Rams, they didn't have Robert Woods or Brandon Cooks. I get that. But, wow. I mean, it was – at one point, I think it was like the third quarter, and Jared Goff might have had like seven attempts or something. I mean, it was it was pretty eye-opening stuff last night. And, you know, I guess the flip side is Jared Goff's already gotten the Rams to the Super Bowl. So, I don't know what you can say about, oh, he can't do it. He's already done it. But it appears as if he has regressed or lost some confidence. Trubisky as well. I mean, last year, these two guys were both on 12-plus win teams. Now they'll be lucky if either one of them gets to 10 wins. Yeah, Trubisky, just 4.4 yards per attempt, a 65 rating. Uh, The hips don't lie. Here is Trubisky afterward. I just kept getting tighter and tighter um, in the hip region. I just couldn't move around like I wanted to. And I was just throwing with a lot of arm, and I was trying to make plays and, and stay stay on the field and fight through. And just just disappointed I couldn't finish. It's definitely tough. You just want to be out there with your team. But if, if you're not 100%, you can't help the team. And I'm not doing the team any favors if I'm not able to run around or, or throw the ball with accuracy because I'm, I'm throwing with all arm. So you just got to be smart from that factor, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight as long as I can to try to be out there with my guys, and, and hopefully it's something that doesn't prevent me from from being out. So I'm just gonna evaluate the next couple of days, and hopefully it bounces back quick. We're on Matt Nagy watch to hear what he says about the starter for the next coming week. That's a good situation to play Chase Daniel. Your home for the New York Football Giants. Your four and six season is lost. You've got a not very good defense and the Giants coming to town. So it's a, it's a, certainly a situation that lends itself to that. Not the most disappointing thing in Chicago. That's Eddie Pinheiro. Wow, the kicking issues continue in Chicago. It's just heartbreaking. Oh, it's got to suck to be a Bears fan right now. He's missed uh, three straight field goals. He missed two early ones in this game that were crucial. And he has missed four of seven field goals. Eddie Pinheiro looks absolutely lost. Buttoning this up, though, on the Rams, Ross, six and four. Are they even a playoff team in the NFC? I I don't think so. Uh, No, I don't think they are. I mean, when you look at the wild card, it certainly seems like it'll be Seattle. It'll be Minnesota. Minnesota with an epic come from behind win yesterday that they really needed. I mean, that that continues to give them some separation between them and the Cowboys or the Rams or maybe even the Eagles or whoever might be nipping at their heels for the other wild card spot, allows them to kind of keep pace with the Packers in, in the NFC North. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't see the Rams going to the playoffs. Uh, that would surprise me. And what's really interesting, Dave, is how much money they've got tied up in guys like Goff, who I think that they're, I'd be wondering right now if that's a good contract or not. Todd Gurley, I'm not even wondering if that's a good contract. We know that one's not. Although, look, you said it. They actually rode Todd Gurley. They kind of said, heck with it. Primetime game. We're desperate. We need to win. 
let's let's go on Gurley, and Gurley was able to do it for him. I thought the offensive line, the revamped offensive line, did some okay things. Uh, but I really think, Dave, the story of the game was the benching of Trubisky. Number one, whether or not it was the right move by Nagy, was Nagy really trying to pass the buck and you know put play the blame game with Trubisky? Was it really because of his hip? I mean, they must be going crazy in Chicago today. A lot of questions that could be asked about that situation. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get some great caller sound from 670 to score in Chicago, and we'll have that for you tomorrow. You mentioned the Vikings. What a comeback it was entering Sunday. Teams that had lost 97 straight regular season games when trailing by 20-plus points at halftime. That's 97 straight losses when trailing by 20-plus at halftime. My goddamn Broncos had to change all that and it makes it a painful Monday for this Broncos fan. Come on, Vic Fangio. You're supposed to be a defensive genius. You're supposed to be the guy that brings discipline to this team and tightens up that defense with some championship defenders like Chris Harris and Vaughn Miller and others. You can't blow a 20 to nothing halftime lead. It hurts my freaking head so bad. If that wasn't bad enough, it was 23 to 7 after three quarters. No wonder 97 straight teams have won games in that situation because you have to win a football game in that situation. In particular, when you've got some talented players on the defensive side of the ball and you have Philip Lindsay, a Pro Bowl running back, a decent offensive line, inexcusable loss for Vic Fangio's Broncos. And there you go with John Elway and company wondering, do they have to bail on another coach after almost no time? They did so with Vance Joseph. It is starting to feel that way, at least to me, in Denver. But Kirk Cousins took this game over 29 to 35, 319, three touchdowns. He's been brilliant. He's been outstanding. 20 touchdowns, three picks. Dalvin Cook didn't have much cooking. This was a lot like the Cowboys win. No real running game. Dalvin Cook really shut down in this one. When it all came down, Broncos still had a shot to win it. They had three throws from the four-yard line. I thought the last play of the game was another despicable missed pass interference call by another pathetic NFL referee team. They blew it. They continue to blow it, and they don't get it. On review, Minnesota eight and three, Denver is three and seven. Again, they've been circling the drain for weeks. Brutal loss for Vic Fangio. Minnesota certainly, to me, feels like a contender. And to you, without question. Yeah, I mean, now it's going to be tough if they don't get one of the top two seeds in the NFC. I think that uh, makes a very, very big difference. Because if you don't get one of those two seeds, then you got to beat both those teams on the road back-to-back weeks. It's just hard. It's just a hard road to hoe if that's the case. But they're right there with the Packers. They're nipping at their heels. That the, that game, obviously, earlier in the season was huge. 8-2 and two for the Packers, 8-3 and three for the Vikings. But uh, I just think the Vikings are capable of going to New Orleans and San Francisco and winning. But I feel the same way about Seattle, same way about Green Bay. It's not going to be easy, though. The NFC playoffs should be awesome. I mean, 
there are five really good teams. And then you're going to get NFC East team in. That's good. Like, whether it's the Eagles or the Cowboys, Dave, they're going to have double-digit wins, and they're talented enough that they could make some noise. You're going to have all six teams in the NFC capable of going to the Super Bowl and I think even winning it, whereas right now, you know, we said it earlier, Dave, about the AFC, it's Chiefs-Patriots, it's Chiefs-Patriots. Now it kind of feels like it's Ravens-Patriots, it's ravens I mean, it's hard to imagine for me now a team other than the Ravens and Patriots being in the AFC championship game. So two very different yeah. conferences right now. Yeah, and in the NFC, in particular, interested in that San Francisco team who, like New England, is 9-1, and one, but feel like they may have a fatal flaw. Yeah, the defense is good. Uh, the running game has been stopped in recent weeks, and they were shut down by Arizona yesterday. I mean, no running game to speak of, and what arguably was the best running game in the NFL uh, the first 10 weeks. 19 carries, 34 yards. They trailed to the Cardinals 16 to nothing at home to a rookie quarterback in Kyler Murray. Spectacular. He's going to be a superstar down the road. But you trail 16 to nothing at home. Most teams do not allow you to come back and win that football game. Jimmy G, mixed bag, man. You can easily look at the stat sheet. 424 yards, four touchdowns, including the game-winning touchdown to Jeff Wilson Jr. with 30 seconds and say... Jimmy Garoppolo can take them to a win by himself and can then take them to a Super Bowl by himself. They're nine and one. It's impossible to really sit here and knock them. But I got to tell you, it just has this, this feeling that Jimmy is going to make a bad play in a crucial situation. He had two bad interceptions in this game. And he's had 10 on this season. And that doesn't sound like a ton, not a Jameis Winston-like, Baker Mayfield-like number. But when you consider he's only thrown 370 attempts this season, 10 picks on 317 attempts is a lot. That is a Jameis Winston-like number when you consider an interception percentage. He throws a ton of picks for a guy that doesn't throw the ball a lot and makes me feel like he can't take them to a Super Bowl if you shut down that ground game. Is that the feeling you have? Or do you look at the 424 and the four touchdowns and say, yeah, he's legit? I guess I'll tell you this much, Dave. He's as good as Jared Goff, and Jared Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl last year. Hey. So I, I think if Jared good Goff point. can take the Rams to the Super Bowl last year, I realize he was playing better last year, then yes, Jimmy Garoppolo, especially if it's just too – Home games, which, by the way, Dave, we never even talked about this. We never got a chance to get into it last week. But just talking about the Niners and Jimmy G and two home games, we never really mentioned it. Do you think that Kyle Shanahan should have played for a tie last Monday night? Because they would – I don't, I don't want to say they'd be a lock. Yeah. But they would be almost a lock to get home field advantage – if they were 9-0-1 right now mm. and they were two games ahead of everybody in the loss column, instead they're 9-1. and And the Packers are 8-2. The Saints are 8-2. The Seahawks are 8-2. There's a bunch of teams right there. It's funny because when it was happening, I wasn't thinking about it. Afterwards, yeah. I started thinking about it a lot. 
that would be a gigantic. I mean, not only home field advantage, but even just winning the division against the Seahawks. Because then the Seahawks would be seven, two, and one right now. I mean, wow, man. I, you know, I love what Frank Reich did a year ago when he didn't yeah. play for the tie and he went for it. I think you can make an argument that Kyle Shanahan should have been more conservative there. And I think it's understandable when you're going for the number one seed in the entire playoffs. I have been very critical of Kyle Shanahan and, of course, the 28-3. to That will forever saddle him if he doesn't win a Super Bowl because all he had to do was run the ball in that situation and the Falcons win a Super Bowl. In this situation... Absolutely not. Like I saw Twitter and I saw all the callers out there, 95-7 the game in the Bay Area. They were pissed and they were hammering Shanahan. No, I thought he made absolutely the right call. I love a coach that's not sitting there running the analytics and trying to think about playing for a tie in overtime. I like the aggressive nature that he took there. I liked it. He wanted to win a football game. Give me that guy as my head coach. If I'm the quarterback, if I'm the offensive line, if I'm held the defense, I want a coach that puts us in a position to win and does not play for the tie in overtime. You? Yeah, I think as a player, I would I would have wanted him to do that. I would have wanted us to have a chance to win the game. I would not have wanted to play for a tie. But, man, I, I, I like going to Super Bowls. I like playing at home in the playoffs. I like being the number one seed. I don't think I would have liked it, Dave. But I think I would have understood it if he explained it to us after the game and on the next day. And I think I would have been okay with it. And I look, I hate ties. I hate everything about ties. But that would have been a, a short-term setback for ideally a, a long-term gain. Short-term pain for long-term gain. I would have been okay with it. I would have been okay with it if Kyle Shanahan had done that and thought about the odds, where we are in the field, this time of game, if we do this. You know, because there are ways you could have done it, by the way, screen passes, things of that ilk, where you keep the clock running, but you're still trying to move the ball down the field. All right, we'll agree to disagree, and we'll get into Colin Kaepernick in just a sec. Tom Brady weighing in on that situation. Have some sound from WEI in a moment. But first, got to make sure you guys are all up on ZipRecruiter because hiring's not easy. Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered that recently. She needed a game artist for her education tech company. She knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter, said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. That's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. 
Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Circling back to our top story this morning, uh, Jay-Z sings the song, Show Me What You Got. And that was the plan for his friend Colin Kaepernick at the Kaepernick Combine Saturday. 24 teams slated to be there at the Falcons facility. Kaepernick unhappy with the waiver and the fact that the media were not allowed in. Moved it 60 miles outside of town. Only six, seven, eight teams, depending on who you uh, trust the most, showed up for that workout. Jay-Z now apparently disappointed that the workout became a publicity stunt. Tom Brady on WEEI's Greg Hill show this morning, weighing in on if he'd like to see Cap get a shot. Well, I just, I didn't know if he had any thoughts on Colin Kaepernick or not. I'm guessing not. Um, like I said, I, I said the other day, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's great that he got an opportunity and, and uh, you know, hopefully he makes the most of it. So it's, it's like everyone in the NFL, it's, you know, it's it's a it's a great privilege to play and do something you love to do. I felt that way for a long time. So, um, you know, hopefully gets an opportunity. So I, I think that's 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 a uh, you know that's that's kind of how I feel. Okay. I like Colin. I I got to know Colin a little bit, and um, you know, I know he's he's uh, obviously hoping he can play. Tom Brady this morning on WEI, the Greg Hill show. The Chicago Bears have shown us they could use some help at the quarterback position. Well, will the Chicago Bears make a run for him? How about the Carolina Panthers? I'm feeling a little redeemed on the Kyle Allen performance as of late. He was awful. He was just awful. Four interceptions on Sundays. Had a rough couple of weeks. Is it another Jay-Z song, Ross? On to the next one for NFL teams? Or do you think he can get a job? Well, wait, 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 wait. Who are we talking about? You just you just confused me there. I thought I was about to talk about Kyle Allen. Well, I'm, talling, I'm talking about Colin Kaepernick getting a chance. Kyle Allen could open up one of those chances. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, considering Carolina didn't even send anybody to the Colin Kaepernick workout, I'm going to say no, probably not in Carolina. I'll just, let me just say this about Kyle Allen, because I got, once you mentioned him, I got it in my head what I wanted to say about him, and damn it, I'm going to say it, Uh, which is this, okay? (laughs) If he was a first round pick or even a second round pick, and had a game like he had yesterday, people would say, ah, oh, had a bad game. Had a bad game. Young guy, first year starting, you know, only his second year in the league, really. Last year's on practice squad a lot. He he's still overall done a nice job. They've won a bunch of games. He's played well, still threw for over 300 yards, made some mistakes, but young guys make mistakes. Meanwhile, because his name's Kyle Allen and not Kyler Murray or any first-round pick's name, we immediately want to just say, oh, he can't do it, see? This is the curse of how you enter the league, and I know it well. As a former undrafted free agent myself, the guys that are high-round picks, they get the benefit of the doubt. They get so many opportunities. They get the it's okay to have a bad game. 
when you're an undrafted guy, you get no benefit of the doubt. It's not okay to have a bad game. You have one bad game and it's, see, he can't play. What about the other games where he played great and they won? It's like all of that is totally discounted by having a bad game where they lose. It cracks me up. By the way, that same Atlanta defense made Drew Brees, you might have heard of him, and the Saints look heinous last week in the Superdome. You apparently haven't been watching because Kyle Allen didn't have one bad game. He's played very mediocre or worse for four weeks. They've lost three out of four, and he's thrown nine interceptions in four weeks. I agree with what you're saying. Jameis Winston gets a leash that just continues to extend and baffle the mind with his league-leading 18 interceptions. But it isn't just one subpar game for Kyle Allen. He's been mediocre it's the last two. couple of weeks. It's two. It's two. Nine picks He's, in four weeks. Yeah. Four yesterday and three against the Niners. Those are the two bad games. The other games against the Titans, they won 30-20. to 20. He threw two touchdown passes. He threw one interception. Okay, people throw interceptions. And at Green Bay in the snow, he completed 65% of his passes, 300 yards, one touchdown, one pick. It's two. He's had two bad games. He's 6-3 and three as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Two bad games. They lost. That's two of his three losses. Yet everybody, oh, if that was a first-round pick, if that was Dwayne Haskins, we'd be talking about how great he's playing. Instead, because it's Kyle Allen, it's, oh, nine picks in four games. He's playing terrible. No, he had two bad games. He, he absolutely had two bad games. The other two games, mm. I actually thought he played pretty well. All right, well, we'll agree to disagree on the quarterback evaluation. One thing we do agree on before we go is the Dak dance is glorious. It's taking over TikTok and YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. And Jason Garrett talked about the Dak hip dance that I can't do because I got stiff hips this morning on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas this morning. Uh, Jason Garrett, my favorite moment yesterday was Dak uh, his dance being impersonated by Zeke mm -hmm. in the end zone. Uh, Coach, how uh, how unique? Did you have a, a Dak Prescott pregame movement or routine like that? Uh, nothing quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that I one think, is... I think we all have a little bit of a, a pregame or warm-up routine, but uh, I think it's pretty pretty unique. Pretty unique, and it's pretty effective. And, man, the hips... The hips don't lie. They are working right now for Dak Prescott. Uh, I guess we like, you know, I'd have to take the keg stand, Quentin Nelson keg stand over the Zeke Elliott doing the Dak dance in the end zone. Two pretty outstanding end zone celebrations, though, on Sunday. I, dude, that was awesome by Zeke. I, I love stuff like that. That was legitimately creative. You're kind of busting the chops of your teammate, but you're also showing him some love and, and getting some of the spotlight back on him. I thought that was terrific. And Dave, I've seen a lot of people try to, to replicate what Dak did. <laughs> Not many do it very well. So uh, you shouldn't feel bad about yourself, even though you have as stiff a hips as anybody I've ever seen. I mean, you're brutal. Your video from CNN 
Oh my gosh, it was terrible. Actually, I like my right hip's hurting me. I'd like to think I could still be, I, I could still have a little bit better hip movement than that. Can we please try to get your version? Can we try to do my my DAC dance versus your DAC dance for home and home on a Tuesday? I don't know when and how I'm going to do that because uh, I'm sitting down when I do the show. So maybe before my next game, I can have somebody video me or something I can try to. Although the way my right hip's feeling right now, absolutely not. It's killing me. I have no idea why. So maybe I need to do that to pop it back in place. You sound like an old ass man on a football Monday. I'm going to work on the hip movement. See if I can do it a little bit better. I'm going to have to practice. That'll do it for us. For Ross Tucker, I'm Dave Briggs. Tomorrow, Mike Jones joins us. He has an interesting take on the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. He's been covering the Cap Combine from the beginning. Does he get a job? We'll talk about it on a Tuesday. See you then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.